You're listening to the Create and Thrive podcast. This is episode 258. Welcome to the show. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So you're self-employed or you'd like to be self-employed. How the hell do you organize your finances? I am fully self-employed and I also uh, employ my husband. So we are completely self-employed. So in today's video, I want to outline and break down how we manage our personal and business finances, how they intertwine, how they separate, how we keep track of everything and how we make sure that we pay all our bills on time, save money to pay our taxes, uh, save money for retirement and much more. I'm going to share two money management strategies in this video, one that we use, one that I've looked into and that I recommend some people use. And then I'm going to break down exactly what we do with our finances so you can get a bit of an idea and and hopefully it will inspire you or give you some guidance into how to do it for yourself, especially if you are self-employed. Although even if you're not self-employed, this video will help you because these systems that I share, especially the first main one that I share, it's completely applicable to people who have a regular job as well. So if you are looking into a new way to organize your personal finances, this system will help you out also. My name is Jess Van Den. I have been fully self-employed since 2010. So that's been over a decade of self-employment and we had to figure out, I say we because I employ my husband as well and have for many years now, had to figure out a way to manage cash flow, manage our money and make sure that we had all the money we needed in the right places at the right times. And also make sure we had money to do fun stuff as well. And we kind of developed this system, which is a bit of a mashup of a few different systems that we've looked into and learned about over the years. My businesses are Ethereal, my handmade jewelry business, and also Create and Thrive, which is an online education business for makers. Uh, specifically, if you want help with that, you want to check out the Thriver Circle, which is my membership community for makers where I have like a year long course and week, uh, monthly live workshops. In fact, I have a live workshop on finances coming up later this month as I'm recording this. If you're watching it later, then uh, there'll be a recording of that workshop. And it's about analyzing your business finances and looking at where you are and where you want to be. Something that I think a lot of creatives and makers and artists sort of ignore is their finances because it's not the fun, pretty, shiny, exciting, creative bit. It's sort of the boring, stodgy uh, business bit. However, I'd really like to encourage you to flip that paradigm around because if you're running a business, the whole point of running a business is to make money. <laughs> and if you're not making money from your business, then why are you running it as a business? Just keep it as a hobby or keep it as something that you love that's creative that you want to do. When you start running a business, you need to get serious about your finances. You need to look at the money you're making, the money you're spending, and then work out, okay, how do I balance this within my business? And then what part of that do I take for myself? 
and, and into the rest of my life and how do I manage that? So that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today and sharing you exactly how I've done that. The first thing I want to do is talk about my income streams. So there's a number of them. There is my membership community, the Thriver Circle. Uh, there is my jewelry business, Ethereal, and we sell in a couple of different locations. So that's income streams from multiple locations that we need to manage. Uh, I sell via Create and Thrive, my um, teaching business. I sell e-courses, uh, e-books, and also shop critiques. So that's another stream of income there. Uh, I also sometimes do speaking engagements, so I'll get money for that. I get some money from YouTube ads. Not much right now. Hopefully more in the future. <laughs> Help me out with that by clicking the like button and subscribing to my channel. Pre-COVID, we also had some Airbnb income because we have a granny flat that we rent out. Uh, we rented out on Airbnb, so that was another income stream. And also we have some investment dividends. So we have some shares. However, at this point in time, all of our shares are reinvested into the buyback program. So all of our, sorry, all of our dividends are reinvested into buying more shares. So we don't actually see any money from that at this point in time, but that's something we could change. So we've got money coming in from numerous places. And within that, I have to pay my husband his salary, so his wage. I also have to pay superannuation for him. So here in Australia, that's our government mandated retirement uh, system where your employer has to pay 9.5%, soon to be 10% of your wage into your superannuation account. Um, I think in America, it's called a 401k or something similar to that. So let me start by outlining the main system or strategy that we use. And we mostly adhere to the barefoot investor strategy. Now, the barefoot investor is a book. Uh, the title is the barefoot investor, the only money guide you'll ever need by Scott Pape, an Australian financial advisor. I'll put a picture of it here and I'll put a link in the description if you want to go check this book out. It was recommended to us by a friend many years ago. There was kind of a bit of a wave when it first came out, a bit of a craze around it. And for good reason, it's a very straightforward system that works. And we have pretty much been using this barefoot investor system ever since then uh, to run our finances. And it's been working really amazingly for us. Now, the barefoot investor system, generally speaking, is aimed at people who have jobs. So it's aimed at somebody who knows how much money they're getting in every month. So it's ideal for people who do have a salary or if your business is successful and profitable and at the stage where you know you get a certain minimum amount of money in every month from your business, then this system will work for you. However, if you're still a beginner or you're getting very sporadic amounts of money in from your business, then I would recommend you actually check out Profit First as an alternative to this system. So Profit First is a book by Mike Markowitz. Uh, the title is Profit First, Transform Your Business from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Machine. Sounds pretty good. Uh, the reason I say this is because the Profit First system is based on percentages of your income. So you actually um, sit down twice a month and calculate all of this stuff based on how much you've earned that month or that fortnight. And that's how you then allocate out your funds into different places. So both of these have in common the fact that you want to have a number of different bank accounts and you are going to allocate money into those different bank accounts for different purposes. So I'll just quickly outline the um, profit first system for those of you who are interested in that. And then I'm going to go back and get more detailed about the barefoot investor system because that's the one we use. So in profit first, um, there are four different bank accounts that he asks you to have. So you've got an operating or expenses account. So 
So this is the one that you probably already have set up that your business money comes into and goes out from. You're going to have a profit account, you're going to have a tax account, and you're going to have an owner's salary account. So that's all pretty straightforward. You've got your day-to-day bank account, you've got one where you save your profit, you've got one where you save for your taxes, and you've got one that's your salary, okay? It's really helpful to set up your tax and profit accounts in a separate bank so that you don't see these accounts regularly because this is long-term savings and you don't want to be tempted to dip into this money in order to you know, pay a bill or something like that. If you've got the system set up right, that shouldn't be necessary. And they can just be normal savings accounts because they're just basically holding accounts. They're just holding that money until you need it for whatever you're going to be doing with it. Obviously, your tax one, you're going to pay your taxes. Uh, the profit um, account, there's two things you're going to do with that. So um, the profit account is every quarter, he says, pay yourself a dividend out of that. So to your personal account, you pay yourself a dividend out of the profit account at the first day of each quarter. And then you take you do that by taking 50% of the money in your profit account and paying it to yourself, basically as a bonus every quarter. And then the rest of that profit is a cash rev, uh, reserve for your business. The way this works is that twice a month, so he says on the 10th and the 25th, you sit down you pay your bills, you move your funds to the various accounts based on these percentage uh, percentages that he gives you as you know how much to put in your profit account, how much to put in your tax account. And this is really good because it forces you to be really proactive and aware of what's going on with your money. And it's also good because it doesn't require you to be earning a certain amount of money. Even if you earn $5, you're going to have those percentages and it's going to tell you where to put that money. Whereas with the Barefoot Investor, generally you set it up with set um, money amounts each time rather than percentages. Although he does talk about percentages as well. Profit First is great. I know a lot of my students use this system and they really enjoy it. For me, I'm a bit lazier. I like to have something that's a little bit more automated. So let's go back to the Barefoot Investor System and how that all works. Let's talk about the foundation of this system is there's three buckets. You've got a blow bucket, a mojo bucket, and a grow bucket. Okay, so this is where all of your money will go into. Your um, blow bucket is the money you're going to spend in the short term. Your mojo bucket is like your emergency rainy day savings account. For us, we kind of use it like basically a retirement account separate from our government mandated super. And then your grow bucket is the money you put into investments. So shares, property, any other sort of investments that you want to appreciate in the long term. I mean, appreciate financially, but probably also appreciate that you have that money in the future. (laughs) So 100% of your take-home pay gets split up um, into these three buckets. So the blow bucket is the main one. That's where most of the money is going to go. And then you have a little bit less into your mojo and your grow one is a bit variable depending on where you're at. From the uh, blow bucket, we have then a system set up from there. So 60% of that Uh, money that goes into that is meant to go to your daily expenses. 10% of that is your splurge, which is money for yourself to spend on whatever the hell you want with no feeling guilty. It's just literally fun money to do whatever you want with it. We call it fun money. Um, 10% is for smile, which is like longer term uh, savings for travel or fun activities that you want to save for something that makes you smile, you know, and then 20% of that, the leftover is into your fire extinguisher account. This is like your emergency, short-term emergency savings account. Like 
you need to save money to pay your rates in six months time or your um, home insurance or something like that uh, or your car you know gets a flat tire and you need to replace the tire on your car that's what this money is for so it's for those bigger bills and more emergency things that crop up in your life so that's the foundation of the barefoot investor there's a lot more to the barefoot investor system like talking about your super and having money dates and stuff like that but that's the, this is the fundamentals of organizing your money so now i'm going to talk about exactly how we do it uh so we how we take this system and apply it to our own finances and i'm going to be talking mostly about my accounts but i'll also bring in a few of nick's because it's kind of a holistic system because we're married and a lot of our money is intertwined so i'm going to outline that in the next bit of the video if you are enjoying this, please again, do give it a thumbs up to let me know and let me know in the comments below if you have any questions about what I've talked about so far. Okay, so let's break down the system. Okay, so first of all, I want to talk about the fact that we have an accounting system. So we use Zero uh, accounting software to keep track of all of our business income and expenses. So that's really important because it means we can easily go in there and like I can click a button and I can look at my profit and loss statement. I can see exactly where my income is coming from and I can see exactly where my expenses are going. So this is really important uh, and it's very, very useful as a business owner to look at this regularly and know what's happening with my finances. All right. So we have quite a few different bank accounts in quite a few different banks because for this system, kind of like I was saying with Profit First, there's certain bank accounts that you want to keep somewhere else so you can't access them or see them easily. All right. So first of all, we have PayPal. Obviously, a lot of our money comes in through PayPal. So all my Thriver Circle um, income, all my courses that I run, it all comes through PayPal. And then that PayPal money goes into my business expenses account. So this is my everyday business ex expenses account. Number one, PayPal. Number two is my business bank. So I have one bank that I use for all my business accounts. So I have four accounts here. I have my everyday expenses account, my transaction account. I have my savings, so my business savings account. I have a credit card. This is the only credit card I own. Uh, I don't have a personal credit card, just the business one. And I also have a, a, a joint account with my um, colleagues at the Business of Making that this is where we put our Patreon money and this is how we pay our assistant, our editor. So I don't really ever get anything out of this account. It just exists purely um, you know, to keep that podcast going. So let's break down the business banks. So all of my money that I earn from the business goes into the business expense account. No matter where it comes from, that's where it ends up. So money from PayPal goes into there. Money from Etsy goes into there. Money from um, sales on my website, freel.com goes into there. Any speaker engagement, all of it, all of the money we earn from all of the business things go into this account. So it is one central place where everything goes. Then the magic happens. <laughs> so twice a month, so fortnightly, a certain percentage, uh, a certain dollar amount comes out of that automatically. I'm not going to talk about the exact dollar amounts just to protect our financial privacy, but it's the same set amount every single fortnight is automatically withdrawn from the business expenses account. And that goes to bank number two, which is our personal bank. So this is the bank that Nick and I use for our personal life. Okay, so that amount comes out twice a month, goes into our joint account in our personal bank. From there, one fortnight of the month, 
the smile and the fire extinguisher money comes out and it goes automatically to our smile and fire extinguisher bank accounts that are with the personal bank. The second fortnight of the month, our splurge money comes out and goes automatically into our splurge accounts with that personal bank. So we each have a personal splurge account that the other person doesn't have access to. That's our money to do whatever the heck we want with it. The smile account, the fire extinguisher account, and the everyday expenses account are all accounts that we both can access and you know can take money out of. So that is our personal finances and how that all happens. So that's really awesome. You know, the general expenses account is where we you know buy our groceries, buy our petrol, <laughs> pay our bills, etc. All comes out of that everyday transaction account. So that's the the, the basic. Um, blow bucket. So the the um, personal joint account is the blow bucket and all of those other things, the smile, the splurge, the fire extinguisher, that all comes out of there and our daily expenses. Okay. So the second thing that happens every month automatically is from bank number one, our business bank, my expenses account. Another chunk of money is automatically withdrawn and put in another bank, bank number three, and that is our mojo account. So that's that long-term emergency money, that mojo that goes into that other bank. Now, this is a bank we never look at. Like I think we log in there maybe twice a year just to kind of see where we're at with that money. Uh, but it just it just goes automatically. We never have to think about it. And that money just slowly goes up and up and up over time. And that's that emergency fund. And it's really great having it in that separate account. I actually forgot my password for a while. <laughs> had to figure it out. I was like, how? What's my password? Because we just access it so rarely. I had to get Nick to log in and like give me the... Anyway, we sorted out in the end. Don't forget your bank passwords. It's a bad idea. Um, so that's how we uh, allocate to the mojo fund is that into that third bank which is that mojo bank that's the only thing we have there is that one account we also have two other accounts now one of these is a travel uh, account with again another bank let's call it bank four uh, this is literally a, an account we signed up to to use when we go overseas because they have like a a card that you can use overseas that doesn't have fees on it. So whenever we go traveling, we just dump a bunch of money into that and take those cards. It also means that we protect our normal banks by not carrying the cards around for those. Like we don't have to take them with us. We just put the money into that account. And it, so we have that sort of security of not taking those normal cards for our normal bank accounts here, there and everywhere overseas. Or if we do, we just like take one between the two of us. And so we have a little bit of emergency, but obviously right now that's not such an issue, but in the future, it's a useful thing to do when you do travel overseas. We also have one more bank. So what are we up to now? Bank five, <laughs> which is where we have our old personal account. So this is before we did the barefoot investor thing. Um, this is the bank I have been with my whole life. Uh, and I still have like a, an old personal account there. We also have a mortgage account there because that's where we got our mortgage from when we bought our house. So that's where our mortgage account sits. Uh, we've pretty much paid off our house, but we keep our mortgage just so we have access to the redraw facility if we need it for any reason. I also use that for like super long-term savings. So for example, one of my best friends and I, it's our 40th birthday this year. So for the last five years, we've been planning out to do a special trip again. <laughs> the trip we planned is probably not happening, but we're going to do an alternative. So I've been taking money automatically from my splurge account into this personal old bank account, like every month for like five years now, just so I had that big chunk of money there for when I wanted to do this special trip. So that's the other bank. 
Okay, so that's all of our banks. Uh, the last thing we have is our superannuation accounts. So like I said, these are government mandated accounts that we both have with a superannuation company. This is our retirement money. So I have to pay Nick a certain amount each um, year as part of his wage. I pay myself the same amount of money that he gets into my own personal superannuation account. So this is our retirement, you know, part of our retirement strategy uh, and that slowly will build over time. And for us, it's important, you know, we have this government mandated superannuation, so we're taking advantage of that, but we also have shares uh, and we have that Mojo account, which we see as basically almost, you know, retirement savings. If we don't end up having to use it for any sort of emergency, it's just money we're putting aside um, for the long term that we basically pretend doesn't exist. I really encourage you to think about your retirement. Um, look, I'm actually not ever planning to retire per se. Like what would I do with my time? I might as well keep making YouTube videos and selling jewelry till I'm 80. I mean, why not? Right. But, uh, it's good to have it there in case you do need it. And it's good to, you know, what if something happens? What if I injure myself? I get sick. I can't work anymore. Self-employed. It's really important to have that nest egg of money there in case something like that does happen and you need that support. You know, you, some people may choose to have income insurance. We don't have that. We just have that long-term savings in that Mojo account. And like I said, our investments in shares, and that is our long-term strategy. So it's got our retirement long-term strategy has those three parts to it, the Mojo account, our superannuation and our investments. And then you know, we just sort of slowly, and that's the grow bucket that he was talking about earlier, um, the, the investments in the superannuation. And then every so often we take a, a chunk of money out of like our fire extinguisher. If it gets up to a certain amount, we take a chunk of money and re and put that into shares and invest it into shares. And that's how we're slowly, but surely working on building our net worth over time and making sure that we aren't just spending all of the money we're earning from our businesses. Going back to the business bank, so we had, remember, the expenses account, we had a business savings account, we had a credit card and the T-bomb account. Now, the credit card and the everyday expenses account are the accounts that I use to pay my bills, to pay my business bills. So all of my business expenses and bills come out of those two places. So my personal account never sees any of that. Like once the money's in our personal account, it's for personal use, not for business use. So all of the money comes into the expenses account. All of the business bills are paid out of the business bank expenses account or with the credit card for certain ones that need a credit card to pay them. Then very importantly, at the end of each month, when I have, you know, those automated automated payments to my personal account have happened and the automated payment to the Mojo account has happened, anything left over in that account at the end of the month or even at the end of the fortnight after those payments have happened, I put into the business savings account. This is what I use to pay taxes on superannuation. Okay. And that's also where, you know, I guess you would say profit, uh, profit on top of the wage that we pay ourselves. Cause that's basically what that money is that goes out every fortnight is our wage. So Nick and my wages, personal wages, um, anything left over is to pay tax, to pay super and to, uh, reinvest in the business so if we want to pay for some advertising or buy a new computer like we just had to do because uh, mine died so we use the money in the business savings account for that and that's a really crucial part of the system as well so that's kind of where you can see that um, mashup and combination of the two systems there it's a payment i do every month um 
like I sit down and I look at it and go, okay, the payments have come out. It's time to put that money across into my business savings account. And then whenever I have to pay taxes or super, I transfer the money back from the business savings account into the business expenses account. And that's where that payment comes out of. So that's the final part of the puzzle. Since we set up this system many years ago now, it has worked brilliantly for us. You know, we never have to worry about having enough money to pay the bills. We always have the money in the right place at the right time. We have a decent nest egg set aside for our future, possible retirement. We have money set aside for fun things like travel, when we can travel again. Um, You know, just everyday fun expenses in our smart, um, our splurge accounts or fun money expenses. We have that short-term emergency money set aside. So it's a really great system to make sure that you're not left scrabbling for money at the end of the month or when a big bill comes up. Because if you split your income up amongst these systems and amongst these buckets, then you, you know, are pretty confident if you are earning enough that you can over time uh, have the money in the right places. The thing I love about it is that it's automated. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to remember to put the money in the right places. It just happens for me. And um, <laughs> as someone who you know can be quite distracted, it's a really, really good thing that that happens automatically. And it just gives you a sense of safety and confidence that you've got the, the, the money that you need in the right places at the right time. And if you are still at that beginner stage and you're like, I have no idea how much money I'm going to be making month to month, then do look into using that profit first system where you do sit down twice a month and you allocate that whatever money you are earning. And it's more of a manual system, but I think that's actually a really good thing when you're starting out because it forces you to get realistic about your finances. It forces you to keep on top and keep track of your finances. You're not just kind of getting all this money in and then just letting it sit in one account and then accidentally spending it. You know, you're making sure you have the money set aside to pay your taxes. Like that's really important. I hope that was all clear. I know I threw a lot at you there and it sounded quite complicated, but um, it's a really, really great system. It works really well for us. I'm really happy with how it's been going and I'd love to hear from you. How do you organize your business and personal finances? Do you have a nice uh, current system like this in place or is it all a bit of a mess right now and you like everything goes into one account and you never quite know what you've got and how much you've got to pay this or that? Uh, Let me know in the comments below if this you know, system, either one of these systems sound appealing to you and you're going to give them a go. Uh, I'll put, as I said, links to both books in the description so you can check them out. I highly recommend reading both of them and getting a really good idea of how you can get on top of your money, get on top of your finances, take control of it and let, you know, you be in control. Don't let it control you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you so, so much for being here and listening. If you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is number one, leave a rating or review, preferably on Apple Podcasts, but on our Facebook page or whatever platform you listen to the podcast on would be awesome. And uh, if you would like to financially support the show, because I don't run ads, this show is completely supported by my listeners and my students, most uh, specifically the members of the Thriver Circle, my membership community for makers. So if you'd like to join me over at 
thrivercircle.com, you'll get access to a year-long course called Your Year to Thrive, which will teach you sequentially everything you need to know to start and grow a handmade business. Also, monthly live workshops, live calls with me and our wonderful community and much more. So you can find out more about that over at thrivercircle.com. It's a monthly membership. You can stay for as long as you like or leave any time. So there's no lock-in contracts. Thank you so much to all the members of the Thriver Circle and to all my students who make this podcast possible so that I can bring it to you for free. I'll be back again soon with another episode. Hope you enjoyed this one and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now.